Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Furlan. And I dropped in briefly because I wanted to say you're not guilty. The Lord wants you to know not guilty that you have been justified when he was crucified because he was redeemed not just to pay for our sins, but to uh he who knew no sin became a curse. If the Bible say curse it is seed that hangeth on a tree, right? He who knew no sin became sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I dropped him briefly to say, not guilty. There is now no, therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Read us Romans 1. Uh, who walks not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. If we walk in the flesh, we're going to feel that condemnation uh, because that's the arena of the devil, you know, that he is the accuser of the brethren. So he's coming to that arena to try to make us feel like God can't forgive us. But I want you to know that you've already been forgiven. But what we have to do is accept God's forgiveness. For we, uh, you know, the Bible's tell, John tells us, that uh, if we could, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you believe that? Believers believe. Come on now, believers believe. And, and if you're not a believer, I just want you to know that all we have to do is accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior because it was because God so loved the world, John 3, 16 reminds us and tells us that he gave his only begotten son, you guys. He only had one. And it was because of his love for us that he gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. So I just dropped in briefly to exhort you and to remind you that you're not guilty. Jesus Christ paid for it. Just receive it. When you fall down, get back up and just repent and say, Lord, I receive the finished work. I receive your forgiveness in the name of Jesus, because it's already done, meaning it's already finished, meaning it's already done. Therefore, I receive your forgiveness. You know, yesterday when I was doing my podcast, I was talking about um, um, how uh, I was talking about exposing the spirit of deception. And I was talking about, um, I was coming from Genesis 1, talking about Eve, Adam and Eve in the garden. And one of the things that the Lord began to show me is that they hid themselves after they sin. And you know, and that's what sin does. Sin causes us to feel ashamed and it wants us to hide ourselves and not confess uh, what we did. How many of you know that confession really is good for the soul? Um, that's why I say confess your own faults one to another that you may be healed. When we confess it, the devil has no place to hide it. And, and uh, that's what the guilt does. The guilt and the shame wants you to feel like no one can love you. The guilt and the shame comes to make you feel like, you know, the devil wants you to think you're the only one who's ever did this before. But the Bible says, brothers and sisters, you know, don't think it not strange when the fire child's come upon you. You know, we're, you're not the only one that's suffering these things. Other sisters and brothers are going through some of the same thing. So he wants to bring that shame because of the devil... The Bible says after they've sinned, they hid themselves and they made fig leaves, you know, to try to hide, uh, um, loincloth to try to hide themselves. Now, all the, all the, you know, before they sin, 
they walked and talked, Adam walked and talked with the Lord in the garden all the time. He wasn't even aware of his nakedness. It wasn't until his transparency, he was transparent, you know, before the Lord. He was just open before the Lord. But when he sinned, he became shame and he covered himself. And the Lord doesn't want us to cover the sin. He wants us to confess the sin because he's already said, I'm faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Why? Because the blood has already been shed. The blood is on the mercy seat. He redeemed us. And what we have to do is receive the finished work. See, Christ isn't going to come down again to be crucified. He did it once for the world. Now it's up to us to receive or accept what he did, right? It's already finished and it's already done. We just have to receive it and we have to accept it. Will you accept God's forgiveness for your life for today? Because when we're walking in, uh, condemnation causes us to become, this is what the Lord was telling me, condemnation causes us to become self-aware instead of God-awareness, God-conscious, self-conscious. Condemnation and shame makes us feel self-conscious and not God-conscious. Adam became aware of himself when he sinned. And so he hid himself. Isn't that what we were? When we mess up, the first thing you want to do is hide yourself. This is why people lie, because they're afraid to tell the truth. <laughs> afraid of the consequences. But the Lord is saying, look here, I already knew that you was going to do what you did before you did what you did. Okay, I already knew. Okay, I've already paid for that. But what I need for you to do is by faith is receive um, receive what I already paid for. Receive, come, you know, just ask me. You know, if you if you sin, he's faithful and just. When we sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is saying, look here, you're not guilty because I, I became the sacrifice. I, I, I am the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. I paid for all of that. I redeemed you from the curse. I didn't just die to save you, but I died to heal you, to deliver you, and to set you free. It was for this very purpose that the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. How many of you know that? Do you believe that? So self-conscious, when Adam, when he sinned in the garden, he became self-aware. He became aware of himself. And shame will keep us from moving forward in the things of God. Condemnation keeps us from being able to move forward because when we're walking in condemnation, the voice of the end, the devil, because the Bible tells us that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. How many of you know that? That the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And so what happens is as long as he can make you feel shame and embarrassed and self-aware, you know, not being God conscious, but being self-conscious, then you're always sitting up here thinking, what are they going to think? I'm I wonder if my hair is right. I wonder if this is right. What they going to think? I wonder what they going to think if I... It causes the fear of man. The Bible says that the fear of man causes a snare, right? But those, um, we know, we say it all the time, Second Timothy, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. But And that's also true. But let me tell you, when you're walking in condemnation, when you're thinking that you're guilty of something, you don't see yourself as being innocent. You don't see yourself as being forgiven. But Jesus Christ, he already paid for all that because he knew in advance what we were going to do. Man himself 
it was by one man disobedient, Adam, the Bible say, um, that we all became sinners. But it was by one man, Jesus, obedience, that we was all made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He who knew no sin, which is Jesus Christ, became sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I, I dropped in to say, receive God's forgiveness. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you have not, guess what? Today is another good day where we get to say yes to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10 said we confess with our mouth that, Lord, the, that Jesus Christ, you know, that he is the son of God. Let me, let me pull it up so we can say exactly what he said. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Okay, and whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved also. So just ask the Lord to save you. But right now we finna read Romans 10, 9 and 10. And you guys can just repeat after me. We're going to accept Jesus Christ today, this day, so he can come into your life. So you can come out from under that guilt and that condemnation and that shame, that uh, spirit that makes you feel so unworthy, like you're not good enough. You know, God says that you're good enough. And when we cannot, when we refuse to accept the, uh, the uh, forgiveness of God, what we're saying is that the blood was not enough. I don't know about you, but I didn't die to save anyone. Jesus Christ did. And he says, not guilty. Accept, accept the finished work. Ask the Lord, receive God's forgiveness. We need to receive it. It's already been done. Everything is finished. Everything is done. But we have to receive it. We have to receive the finished work. Re- believe, believe and receive the finished work. Believe that you receive when you pray and you shall have it. Can you believe that the blood of Jesus was enough for you? Can you believe it? You know, sometimes we think, okay, well, I know that God can forgive them because they're a good person. Well, there's none good but the Father because our righteousness outside of Jesus Christ is like a filthy rag. Can you believe? Can you receive God's forgiveness for you? You know, when Jesus was on the cross, he prayed for those who spit on him, who lied on him, who falsely accused him, who pierced him his uh, side with the spear, those that, you know, beat him, he prayed for them. He said, Father, forgive them because they don't even know. His blood was enough. Will you receive the finished work of Jesus Christ? Because until we accept Jesus Christ, we're going to walk in condemnation because we're guilty. And the thing that we're guilty of is not accepting Jesus Christ. Romans 10 and 9 says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do you believe that? If you do, repeat after me. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is is Lord. He is the son of God. I believe in my heart that God did raise him from the dead. And now I am saved. Father, thank you for saving me in Jesus name. I receive what your son, I receive what you did. I I receive the finished work. I believe that Jesus Christ redeemed me. He paid for my sins. He became a living sacrifice so that I could have life. If you prayed that prayer, you guys, uh, let me know. Leave me a message on my podcast. I just dropped in briefly because I wanted you to know that you're not guilty. You just need to receive Christ's forgiveness. 
you're not guilty. Jesus Christ paid for it all. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. It was for this very purpose. For he who knew no sin became sin. He redeemed us from the curse. The Bible says, curse of the seed that hangeth on the tree. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. Can you receive his forgiveness? You know, one time I was uh, talking to someone in them, and they said, um, I mean, they could pray. They could pray. I mean, they could pray. Okay, they prayed the prayer of faith for other people. But they had no faith for themselves. Do you know you can have faith for other people <laughs> and not have it for yourself? And that comes from the guilt and the shame and that condemnation because she, uh, we were talking about something. I said, oh, okay, so you believe that God will do it for me, but you don't believe that God will do it for you. So what you're saying is you believe that God loves me, but you don't believe that God loves you. How many of you know that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And, and he loves us the same. God hates sin, but God loves people. And the word of God say that the way you're going to know my disciples is by the love that they have for one another. He who has love knows God, but he who do not have love don't know God because God is love, right? And when we love, God abides in us and we abide in him, John teaches and tells us. But God loves people. He hates evil. He hates the sin. But God loves people. It was for God so loved, John 3, 16 says, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died and he rose, we won't perish. And then we have to receive God's forgiveness so that when we sin, we won't do like Adam. We won't hide. We won't hide. We'll just confess and we'll be quick to repent like David did. You know, when the, um, all the dirty stuff that he did, but when Nathan came and the Lord sent the prophet to him, he was quick to repent. He didn't try to make excuses for what he did. We don't. How many of you know that imperfect people like ourselves, we do imperfect things, but that's what our flesh do. Because that's not who we are. The real us is the spirit, right? We have a spirit, the spirit, soul, and body. We have a spirit, we have a soul, and our spirit lives in this body, right? But the real us is the spirit. Now, I just dropped in briefly to say that the blood of Jesus, it is enough. Will you forgive yourself? And, and, you know, and that's another thing. We can forgive other people, but sometimes we can't forgive ourselves. Sometimes we don't forgive ourselves. Will you forgive yourself? Do you, will you love you like God loves you? Will you forgive yourself so that you too can walk in the newness of life? And the next time you fall down, because the Bible says a righteous man will fall seven times, but he'll get back up. And the, and the reason, the reason he says that is because a righteous man, his heart desire is sincerely to serve the Lord because our spirit is willing, but it's our flesh that's weak. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
The work is finished. The work is done. Now all we have to do is receive the finished work. It's kind of like when you go to the grocery store to buy something. You're not going in there to slaughter the cow or to slaughter the, you know, to get us some steak. When you say you're going to go get steak, you're not, you're not saying you're going to go kill the cow. The cow has already been slaughtered. You're going in there to receive, to buy the finished work. It's already done. You're just going in there to, to receive something that's already been done. It's already been packaged. It's already been done. You just have to receive the finished work. Because as long as we walk in guilt and condemnation, we're not going to be able to walk in the newness of life. You know, 2 Corinthians 5.15. Uh, 5, Let's go to 16. Excuse me. Uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.16. 5, um, know no man according to the flesh, for we now no longer know Christ according to the flesh. For if any man be in Christ... He is a new creation. Behold, that word means look, see. Behold, all things have become new. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, right? All things have become new. The past is gone. The past is over. And, the, and guess what? The apostle Paul wrote that before his name turned. Saul wrote that before his name turned to Paul. He was the one that persecuted Christians. They had Christians stoned and killed. And he said, when I want to do good, evil is always present. But what I come to realize is that it's no longer I that's doing it, but it's the sin that's living in me. Oh, wretched man am I. How, in other words, how am I going to get out of this dilemma? Okay, I understand. It's with my mind I serve the law of God, but it's with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Why he said it? Because he said we got to renew our mind. But what I'm trying to say is we know that the Apostle Paul was guilty. You know, when his name was Saul, he persecuted Christians. What are you saying? He wasn't identifying with his flesh man. And he understood the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you understand. But Galatians says, should we continue in sin so that grace should abound? God forbid, for God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So, you know, we know that there's consequences to our sin. So that's not just something you want to run around doing. Because if you're, you know, we get born again for real. Um, that's going to be a problem because you're going to feel that conviction. When you get born again for real, when the spirit of the living God comes on the inside of you for real, you're not going to be able to just live a lifestyle of sin. The Bible say, if we say that we uh, walk in, uh, have fellowship with him, but yet walk in darkness in John, he said that we are a liar and the truth is not in us. Why? Because there's no way you can have to fellowship with someone means to come into agreement with him. So in order to walk in agreement with God, you have to walk in submission to God. So if I'm, my lifestyle is contrary to who he is, then I'm not walking in fellowship with him. Because how can two walk together except they, they agree to go in the same direction? One translation say Amos 3 and 3. How can two walk together except they both agree? I really just want them to say come out of condemnation.
be set free and accept the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that you have been forgiven and that there is no condemnation. And thank you guys for joining in. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin uh, on my podcast, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. If you'd like to support us, hit the support button. If you'd like a prayer request, hit the prayer request button. I'm ending it here, you guys. Okay, you guys be blessed. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day, okay?